So while you've been in town visiting, what have been your uh, couple of favorite stops and what have been your couple of favorite pours at the festival today? Well, we've both been kind of flying in kind of short term, so we've been moving along. My favorite stop recently has been uh, the White Castle. You know, we live out in the mountains, <laughs> so I, we don't have any fast food out there, so I, uh, I overindulged last night. It was real good. Cheers. You've stumbled on into the Tap Takeover Podcast. Alright, welcome back to the Tap Takeover Podcast, episode 40. Microphones, smells like a beer fest. I'm Alex, here with Andy. How you doing? It's pretty good, Alex. It was a pretty epic event. Yeah, we are here in the Solid Non-Fail studio to uh, tell you a little bit about it before we get right into the interviews proper. Andy, we had a real special guest on this one. Uh, why don't you tell us about uh, Mike Zeller? Sure, we had uh, the Chicago uh, editor for porchdrinking.com. Pretty uh, big beer blogger from the Chicago area who uh, helped us make some introductions of people we might not have known at the festival, and also sat in and uh, on a couple of the interviews we did at the festival. Yeah, so, I, I thought he had some really great questions. You know, he, he really added a lot to those interviews, which was fantastic. So, Mike, we look forward to working with you. Also, great interviews with just breweries from across the country. It, it's amazing how much reach Microphone has. You know, Mike Palin and uh, Mike and Kyle, the guys from uh, Microphone. They do a fantastic job. They were absolutely fantastic hosts for this event. And I tell you, some amazing breweries came out for this thing. Uh, Andy, do you have any uh, favorite beers from from the event that you could tell our listeners about? Well, on on the stout side of things, Alex, obviously Barrel-Aged Imperial smells like bean spirit. It was an absolutely phenomenal beer. If you get the chance to get your hands on some, definitely take the opportunity. Uh, let it warm up a little bit as it gets way more complex the warmer it gets. The barrel-aged uh, Karma, the Henna Karma from Moore, absolutely fantastic. Oh, the barrel-aged Henna, yeah. yeah. The barrel-aged Henna from Moore, they're calling it Karma, and uh, that should be uh, that should be released during Chicago Beer Week. Yeah, within the next couple of weeks, I think. Yeah, that should be a really, really fun one. I thought it was fantastic. My first opportunity to try the Henna brand, it's gotten a lot of hype. You know, on the secondary market, some of these bottles are going for crazy amounts. It's it's really good. <laughs> That's all I can say. I'm not sure it's worth the secondary market, but it's really, really good. And then I'd have to go. Obviously, uh, Jay Wakefield sent a couple of barrels there, and uh, that's the ticket. You know, I'm glad I got to taste that ticket because it was fantastic. And uh, as far as IPAs go, there were so many good ones. I think one of the ones that stood out the most for me was from Windmill Brewing, I and mean, that was the Requiem for a Meme. It was Triple Hazy Milkshake Mango IPA, clocking <laughs> in at over 11%, and uh, it was it was delicious. It was big. It was a big boy, but it was really smooth, <laughs> like dangerously smooth at that kind of uh, high alcohol percentage. And it's the first time I came across some of these New England-style IPAs at that high alcohol. <laughs> Still fantastic. <laughs> I have no complaints there. A couple of favorites of mine, uh, Bearded Iris from down in Nashville. I'd heard about them, heard about their New England-style hazy IPAs. They lived up to the hype. They lived up to the hype big time. And uh, another favorite of mine, Noon Whistle, broke out their uh, Gummy Apocalypse, which is a really fantastic beer. I'm, I'm all about these gummy beers right now, Andy. Every time that you run down uh, near the Chicago area, 
I'm always having you pick up a four pack for me. Just really, really fun stuff. And one of the fun parts about meeting all these these different brewers is uh, sometimes they send you home with a little beer. So uh, as we do here on the on the podcast, we've got a little uh, live tasting for you. Andy, why don't you tell us about this beer? Uh, so uh, we were lucky enough to be able to bring home Imaginary Time, which is a Double Dry Hop New England IPA from Barntown Brewing out of Des Moines, Iowa. Um, you'll hear an interview with us with these guys uh, in this episode. I um, mean, I just had mentioned to them, I believe, post-interview that uh, I had heard of this this beer that they had here before, and I couldn't wait to come try it. And uh, not only did they get to try it there, they sent us home with a bottle for the tasting. So uh, first thoughts on Imaginary Time, Alex. Well, let's, uh, let's cheers it up here. Cheers. It's delicious. That's my first thought. It's got that big... Big rounded quality, the nice mouthfeel. Uh, Super soft mouthfeel. The the hop flavors are coming in nicely. I mean, it's it's a big boy. It's coming in like concrete. <laughs> it's very thick. But it's it's still just as juicy and soft as as a six percenter. Absolutely. Coming in at, at at over nine. They're doing some good things in Iowa. That's all I know. I tell you, you're driving through, uh, you know, Iowa, and you have to go through Des Moines. Uh, definitely uh, make Barn Tone a stop. So can't wait to hear from those guys. Can't wait to hear from all these brewers. And uh, I, I think some of these brewers made it real easy uh, to do the beer news this week. Uh, spoiler alert: there will be no beer news. Tell us why, Andy. We're gonna get right into the interviews here in a minute. But when we talk to Mike, he thoroughly covered all the collaborations that he's gonna be doing this week with uh, brewers that were in town for Smells Like a Beer Fest. Uh, and even started a couple days beforehand. I did a couple of uh, collaboration beers beforehand. And uh, kudos to Mike. Cause, I mean, this is how he makes these connections with breweries all over the country. And, uh, I mean, there's people that demanded, there's breweries that demanded to be a part of this event from all the way out on, on, the, on the West Coast. Yeah, he's got an amazing reach. I can't wait to see what some of those collaborations produce. Also, we're going to get a lot of beer news from a lot of those other breweries. Uh, you know, our gotcha journalism tactics were in full effect, so we've got a lot of uh, breaking news. I, I think one of the most fun interviews that we did the entire day was with the School of Rock. Uh, they were the uh, the band that was on hand, and I mean, we're talking like sixth, seventh, eighth graders, you know, into high school a little bit, and uh, a, a fantastic band director. What was your impression of these kids? I mean, well, technically it was, there was two of them. It was School of Rock Chicago, and I believe it was School of Rock Oak Park. Um, and they each did two sets, you know, full band switches, and these kids just just tore it up i mean they were absolutely phenomenal i mean there was points here in the festival when when just solid awesome rock songs that you that you would love where everyone just stopped and watched these kids because because they were that good i mean we're from wisconsin uh, the land of the church festivals <laughs> these kids would have put bands at church festivals to shame Absolutely. They, they brought the youthful enthusiasm that uh, an amazing event, you know, amazing beer fest like this needed. I thought they did a great job. And it's really fun to, uh, to hear them talk about what the experience is like for them. I mean, they're, they're just starting out, you know. <laughs> they, they might be famous musicians one day. We don't know. But uh, it was really fun to, uh, to listen to these, these kids uh, talk about what they're, they're doing. And they absolutely uh, they, they brought down the fucking house when they closed, closed their, their set with uh, Sabotage from yes. the Beastie Boys. <laughs> you can't. You can't absolutely ridiculous a... i mean i mean i think you know i think i was standing next to the head brewer from otter range he's like do you believe this shit this is ridiculous <laughs> i'm like yeah I'm like this is awesome it was i mean it was an amazing event with great music a couple great food trucks the best amazing variety of beer that 
you could ever dream of. Yep. Great hosts, great volunteers. It was just, it was a magical day, and I think it's time to get into it. Uh, there's not going to be a conclusion on this one, so it's going to go straight from the last interview into uh, No More Beer. I hope you guys enjoy. Cheers, guys. Cheers. All right, Alex and Andy here with the Tap Taker Podcast, speaking with the man himself. Mike, <laughs> this has got to be a little overwhelming for you. You've got a, a line around the block. We're a half hour away from opening. Tell us uh, tell us what you're feeling right now. Man, I, before I came over here, I just had to wipe away some tears. It's been, it's incredible. It's incredible that all these people have come out. The brewers that we've come donated what they donated. It's, it's, it's just, it's phenomenal. It shows the respect that this industry has and the support it has from fans and brewers alike. So if you see me here at the fest today, you're going to see me crying a lot because this is, <laughs> this is just, it's super, super cool. It's the fruition of everything that we've worked on over these years of from home brewing to shadowing breweries to now having our own brewery. Um, it's kind of, this is, this, is, this is who we are and this is what we want to do. We want to share the love and share the beer. This is, this is an awesome day and we hope to do another one next year probably somewhere else because we've just run out of room here but it's a good problem to have so so uh, tell us about the star of the show today the barrel aged imperial smells like being spirit we've been waiting you know it, it, since you guys told us you were putting it in the barrels yeah uh, we've been waiting to try this one uh, what can we expect when we uh, first taste it so you know this is our first real barrel aged beer out of here at least whiskey barrel aged beer out of here and we want we really want with our barrel aged program to let the barrel shine obviously the base beer is there but we want the, the, the barrel to kind of bring the beer to a new life. So we didn't try to, you know, amp up anything to make it be bean spirit because then that takes away from the barrel. So we made the base beer, we let it sit in the barrels for about nine months, and they're Heaven Hill barrels that we got actually directly from Goose Island. So we all know that Goose Island's barrels, you know, produce really, really great stuff. So we were happy that they had some extras that just came freshly dumped from Heaven Hill. So we took those, used them, and when we first pulled the beer out, it was just this insanely layered beer with marshmallow and vanilla and oak and booze. Once we got it in the tank, that's when we added the rest of the maple syrup and the rest of the coffee. And as it sat for the, the, the week that I had to sit in condition, the beer really came together. When you come to it, I, I highly recommend drinking it warm because that's where all the things shine on it. But it's it's coffee in the nose and then it's chocolate and marshmallow and brownie and oak and booze and oak and, and a little bit more chocolate and, and then maples on the back end and it's it's layered it's it's pretty complex um, like I said drink it warm and be let it let it open up and it's I, we're really really happy with it and we're excited you know for us being this is the first one we've got six more beers and barrels that we'll be coming out with uh, throughout these next few months so we're really happy with how we're teeing off our barrel age program so before you kick this off um, any words to your rabid friends who are already lined up down Garlish and around the block? About the fest today, I would just say, you know, have fun, be safe. This is uh, this isn't a race. This is beer, and just appreciate just appreciate all these crazy cool breweries who have come out here from. We got some from Oregon. We got some from Florida. It's it's cool. Um, and then if you want a sneak peek, we're going to be releasing Barrel Age um, Softly Spoken Lies in the next month right around Craft Beer Week, Chicago Craft Beer Week. So yeah, that's a fun little teaser for everybody. We're working on that one. I'm gonna get it out of the, the barrel soon and get it all treated up and ready to go. So with all the uh, all the amazing brewers in town, I'm sure you guys took advantage and uh, have been doing some uh, some sweet collaborations. Can you tell us about any of those? Too? Yeah, that's the, the fun thing about having a festival and bringing a bunch of breweries in town is that you've got them to come in and they wanna be around and stay a few days. So we kicked off the week with a collaboration with Windmill. Yesterday, Friday, we brewed with Bearded Iris, which is a really fun beer. It was the Portillo's inspired cake shake stout. On Monday, we're brewing with Great Notion, 
We're doing a peanut butter and marshmallow stout with them. And then I head down to Nashville shortly after that to go brew with Southern Grist, come back for a few days, then I fly to Copenhagen for CBC, and then do a collaboration with Amager, come back for a week, and I fly back down to Miami to brew with Jay Wakefield and Civil Society. And that, that finishes out my May, which is crazy. So yeah, a lot of good stuff. And we actually have a lot of breweries coming through um, the tail end of May. We've got Finback coming in. And we also have Pulpit Rock coming in. And then a few other ones that we'll be we're working on getting finalizing the dates, but a lot of collabs coming up and it's it's fun. You know, we 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 always have a good time meeting breweries at other fests, and we've just said, hey, let's link up either your place, or our place, and you know, that we when we try to do collaborations here. We really want the other brewery to let their style shine. So we don't we don't want to just say, all right, here's how we make a beer, let's do it. I want them to kind of be like. Here's some things that we do. Let's let's try it. Awesome. And so a lot of these, the ones that are coming out of here, have been driven by their thought and their personality. And we just let them know what works and doesn't work on our system, and we go from there. And then when I go down and brew with them, we usually, I usually let influence that there. So then, as a consumer, when you go to try these collabs, you get to experience that other brewery. Um, I think that's kind of fun. Well, it sounds like you are a busy man, and we appreciate you giving us a little bit of time. It was amazing sitting down with you and Kyle and Mike. Uh, you know, for our big interview, our listeners can go back and listen to that. Mike, thank you so much and uh, enjoy your day. Thank you guys. I really appreciate all the support. So, Cheers. Alright, Alex and Andy here from the Tap Takeover Podcast and we are speaking with Mike Zoller from PortsDrinking.com. So, uh, Mike, you, you reached out to us and uh, kind of listened to some of our stuff, gave us some honest feedback, and we really appreciate it. Uh, tell our listeners a little bit about Porch Drinking and what you guys do. Yeah, so we're a national beer blog. We've been around for six or seven years, depending on who you ask. But we have writers in every major market and even some smaller markets. And it's really just our job to tell the story of craft beer as it's been growing here, you know, over the last half decade. It's, uh, it's really fun that you reached out to us because I, I think we're doing some of the same stuff. We're preaching the message that these, these brewers are rock stars, they have stories to tell. Uh, what, what have been some of your favorite interviews over the years? Uh, let's see, so some of my favorite interviews, um, John Laffler from Off Color was actually one of my very first interviews. Um, and John Laffler is a, is a really great brewer, great guy, and it was just a little intimidating to walk into somebody who has so much respect in the industry. But he opened up and he gave a really great interview, so loved talking to him. Talked with Jim and Will from Revolution. And to get their insight into the industry, as they're one of the biggest, you know, the biggest craft brewers uh, here in Chicago, was really great. So those are just a couple, but you know, everyone's story is always different. And I think that when you talk to the people who've just opened up, so talking with John from Opening Outcry, less than a year after he opens up, and just getting his insight into what it's like to break into this market and really try to break into this market and find yourself kind of competing against all the other breweries when they're not really competing, but they have to kind of get people to come in. And John has some amazing beer, and he's doing a great job over there on the south side. So we're currently in the process of breaking into the Chicago market with our podcast. I mean, you being uh, the Chicago guy, you get to hit most of the festivals throughout the summer period and fall period and even winter. So for our listeners in Milwaukee, besides Fobab, what are three of the four of the top festivals that they should be coming down here for? Yeah, so Beer Under Glass kicks off Illinois Craft Beer Week, and that's absolutely one to come down for. It's uh, it's usually on a Thursday. This year it's on a Friday uh, with some changes to the week. So absolutely one of the best ones to come down there for. And then I would also recommend um, Saturday, May 5th, so it's actually a week from now, but it's the one at Soldier Field. It's a pretty cool one. You actually get to be on the field at at Soldier Field, walk around, a lot of uh, great brews. And then there's just a ton throughout the city in the summertime. There's the Chicago Ale Fest, which is at Buckingham Fountain, which is a very cool venue. And I think that's what kind of makes Chicago unique, is that you have these really nice 
venues. It's not just about the beer, it's about the sights you're getting and seeing the city skyline as you drink a beer is just a really cool atmosphere. And we're going to take a spin around and uh, talk to some of these brewers. Uh, tell us, you've kind of done a little scouting, what's some of the, uh, the beers that you're most excited about trying? I think the beer that I have to be most excited for is the beer that brought us all here today, and that's Barrel Age Imperial Bean Spirit from Microphone. I mean, it, it, from what I've heard, I have not had it yet, but the hype around it, the early tasting has been, it's, it's excellent. The barrel uh, has given it some really great characteristics. Obviously more with Barrel Age Karma is, is going, or Barrel Age Henna, sorry, is going to have a lot of hype around it as well. I've had it before at Fobab. I think this is actually a different variant, very excited for that. Then you have a lot of New England style IPAs here as well. Um, Weldworks is my absolute favorite brewery that's not from Chicago. Uh, whenever I go out to Denver, that's where our blog is based, I always stop by and get some of their beer or they send them some to me uh, in a crawler, which is great. I love Weldworks. And, you know, you really can't do anything wrong here. There's a huge lineup. Try it all and have fun with it. Cheers, Mike. Thanks for joining us. And for our listeners, uh, Mike will be joining us through uh, probably the majority of the interviews we do here today. So I'll be cheers. around. Thanks, guys. All right, Alex here from the Tap Takeover Podcast, here with Andy and a uh, special guest, Mike from uh, Porch Drinking. Hey, guys. And uh, we're here talking with... Uh, my name is Aaron Kiefner. I run our specialty beer program over at Revolution. Um, yeah, some of the fun stuff from uh, Revolution Brewing. So uh, we're here at, uh, it smells like a beer fest, down here at Microphone in Chicago today. And uh, we just wanted to know, so for our listeners, going into your brewery for the first time, what can they expect? You can expect, we're, we're basically trying to have quite a diverse profile. Our big thing is we want to keep beer beer. We, we like to stay somewhat within traditional styles. Uh, you'll notice with our barrel program that we're doing a lot of beers that showcase the barrel itself and not really, you know, we do add fruit into our beers and do things of that nature, but we're really just trying to showcase you know, the base beer itself and the barrel that it's put in if, if it's a barrel-aged beer. So, And uh, what will you be pouring here today? It smells like a beer fest. So today we are pouring uh, double barrel uh, VSOJ Cherry Rye, which is our uh, straight jacket aged for two years, uh, the second year in uh, rye barrels with uh, cherry puree added to it. And then we are also pouring Joie de Vie, which is a... Uh, wine barrel aged wild saison that we did in collaboration with whole foods uh two years ago and just released last year any plans to expand the uh the death star line this year you guys kind of went nuts last year and it was amazing uh, any plans for even more expansion yeah we uh we do in fact have plans to not only expand distribution death star a straight jacket and cafe death will all see distribution uh, this year it accounts. Also, I can tell you that while I won't say the number of barrel-aged beers, we will be releasing more barrel-aged beers this year than we did last year even. What's it like to be at a festival such as this where there's so many new breweries out here that have made such a splash in the market? It's, uh, I will use the word, it's, it's, it's overwhelming, but it's, but it's awesome. Like Chicago, I just had friends that came in to the city and we went to a number of beer bars because they look at Chicago as one of the like top places to be able to drink beer. And just the number, the magnitude of breweries that are here is unbelievable. I mean, it's also when we come to a festival like this, we got to bring our A game. Because the, the, the thing you don't want to do is go back with a full keg. You want to go back with an empty keg. Anything uh, you're excited about trying? Uh, I saw that Logsden is going to be here. I had no idea they were even a part of this. Love all their stuff. 
also uh, great notion. Love great notion. Well, thank you very much for your time. Uh, we appreciate it. We'd love to come out sometime uh, and get a full interview with you guys. Absolutely. We'd love to have you anytime. Cheers, Cheers. man. Alex here again with the Tap Takeover Podcast, here with Andy and Mike from uh, Port Shrinking. And uh, we're here talking with... John Brand from Open Outcry Brewing. So, John, uh, tell us about your brewery. Our listeners coming in for the first time, what can they expect? Yeah, sure. So we're we're a uh, brewery, taproom, uh, wood-fired pizza restaurant on the south side of Chicago. We're at 109th and Western. We've been open for a little under a year now. When you walk in, you're going to get a lot of... um, Innovative styles. We're we're focusing heavily right now on New England style IPAs, some milkshake IPAs, and uh, we have a wood-fired pizza oven. So we're uh, cranking out homemade, everything fresh, wood uh, wood-fired style Neapolitan-inspired pizzas. What are you pouring today? What uh, did you bring for the fine yeah, people? Yeah, so today we, today we have our we used our base uh, imperial stout recipe, and we threw a couple different adjuncts in it. One of them is a strawberry puree. So we have our dark pool imperial stout with. Uh, strawberry puree, and then we have our uh, dark pool base imperial stout with uh, with hazelnut. You guys are coming up kind of on your first outdoor festival as a brewery, outdoor festival season as a brewery. How many festivals are you guys going to be looking to pour at this year? As many as we can get invited to. Okay. Uh, the, the, obviously, the exposure you get at these things is fantastic. Uh, not only that, they're a ton of fun. You get to drink all the all the best beer in the in the Chicagoland area, and here actually some of the best beer in the country because Mike's gotten a lot of a lot of folks flying in and traveling in for this thing. So if if anybody asks, we'll show up. So so what are you looking to try today here with all the fantastic beer? I haven't. I'll be honest with you. I haven't walked around and read all the signs, but of course I'm going to make my way over to microphone check their booth out. 18th Street's got a booth here. I'll probably make my way over there. More is here. Workforce and windmill. Hopefully, windmill brought their uh, milkshake IPAs. I'd like to get. I'd like to try a couple of those too. So we're based out of Milwaukee. Just for our listeners, can you just tell us where you guys are located and uh, what to expect the first time they walk into your brewery? Yeah, sure. So we're we're located in the Beverly Morgan Park neighborhood of, of Chicago. It's on the it's on the far south side. We're 10934 Southwestern Avenue. Uh, it's about as far southwest in the corner of the city as you can get. Just if you're heading down from Milwaukee, you head right through the city. You come down to Dan Ryan. You get off at 95th Street, and we're a couple miles in. Cheers. Thank you very much for your time yeah, today. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Alex from the Tap Takeover Podcast here with Andy and Mike from Port Shrinkin'. We're here at the uh, Smells Like a Beer Fest down here in lovely Chicago, lovely Elks Grove. And we're speaking with Adam from Maplewood Brewery. So, Adam, uh, tell us about the brewery. What, uh, what did you bring down to drink with us today? Uh, today, I brought Morbidly Obese Pug, which is our uh, double milk stout. Uh, we put coconut. So there's uh, 200 pounds of coconut in this batch. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> we did uh, 30 pounds of cocoa nibs and uh, about two pounds of vanilla beans. Drinks pretty nice. It's about uh, nine and a half, ten percent. I think it's edging closer to ten if I uh, had to crunch the numbers one more time. But <laughs> it's uh, it drinks dangerous. And then the other beer we brought is a uh, one-off hazy IPA we did with uh, mango. Uh, dry hopped with uh, all citra, and there's a Hollertau Blanc in the hot side. So uh, tell us where you're located, and uh, give our listeners kind of an idea what they can expect coming into your brewery. Oh, for sure. We're in Logan Square in the city, in Chicago here. We just recently opened our tap room in December. So we've been around, we've been brewing, and uh, distilling for that matter, for about three years. 
in the tap room, uh, you can get 12 taps. We have beer and we have cocktails. All the cocktails are made with our own spirits. So we do rum, we do gin, and uh, most recently we've finally released some aged whiskey. Uh, so we have that all for sale uh, exclusively at the tap room. So we sell our whiskey, our aged whiskey in 375s, uh, all really cool stuff. So if you're into brewing, we're, we're, we're kind of doing some brew mash bills, some, some beer style mash bills in, in the whiskeys. So we do morbidly obese pugs, the beer we have. We have a, a, a year-round called uh, Fat Pug, which is our milk style. So we have a whiskey called Fat Pug, which is inspired by that, that uh, same grain bill. So you get a lot of dark chocolate flavors in the whiskey. And when it came out of the barrel, we were like, it's like a reason, like a chocolate reason. I, I know that's a deep cut for a candy, but it's a good candy. And that's what the whiskey reminded me of. And that's the really... In Chicago, we're the only distillery and brewery, too, so it's it's kind of an experience you really won't get anywhere else in the city. Uh, we, we do have a slushy machine, so we have pina coladas and mudslides most of the time. Uh, we did a beer slushy last week with a cherry wit we did, which was fucking amazing. Uh, so we're having fun, and it's a neighborhood vibe. Uh, the street's really kind of unassuming. You, it's a, It kind of dead ends because 90 cuts us off right there. We're at the end of the road, small Chicago-style, like, blade sign. When I say Chicago-style, you know, the old-style signs at every bar. We kind of made, a, made a, our own version of that, and uh, it's almost speakeasy-style. You walk in, quiet neighborhood, and it's loud, raucous in there. And uh, we're always having a good time. Always got fresh beer and whiskey. The, the Juice Pen series has really taken off over the last year, year and a half. Yeah. What's it like to see that line become so popular in the city? It's, that's unbelievable. Humbling, really, like, because we're just brewing beer that, that, that we want to drink and that we want to make for our friends and for our, our, our fans and, the, you know, the people who drink our stuff every day. And uh, we wanted to do something special. The fact that people caught on to that has just been unbelievable. And the numbers that we sell for Son of Juice... It's it's it, unbelievable. I'm lost for words most of the time when I see the numbers. So it's it's really like the, the I'll say it again. It's been humbling. It's it's amazing uh, to see people catch on to that stuff. I love it. So before we wrap this up, with all the fantastic brews being poured today, what are you looking forward to trying? <laughs> we all got together last night uh, and and we we kind of just hung out and, and shared some stuff. So I had I had Casa Agria which was unbelievable. So I'm looking forward to trying more of their stuff today. Of course, uh, we're next to Mars. We're next to Moore. And, you know, Moore brought that barrel age, so we got to try that, right? Uh, and Logston Farmhouse Sales is directly next to us. And I fucking love their stuff, so. But, no, I'm actually I'm looking forward to, to, to just trying a lot of the stuff we can't get here. Cerebral from Colorado, stuff like that. ORC is a guy we met yesterday out in Colorado. Looking forward to trying that stuff, too. Thank you very much for your time. And, uh, no, we'll, thanks for grabbing we'll me. Be, we'll be by for some samples, too. <laughs> Thank you. Alex here from the Tap Takeover Podcast with Andy and a special guest uh, from Ports Drinking. we got Mike and we were speaking with. Uh, Chad Beavers with Little Beaver Brewery. So, Chad, uh, tell us about the brewery. Tell us about some of the beers you brought to share with us today. Uh, we're a, a small little craft brewery down in Bloomington, Illinois, about halfway between Chicago and St. Louis. we got a, about a, I don't know, 500, 500, 800 square foot tap room. 
Uh, we usually have 10 beers on tap in there all the time, and we like to focus on variety. So uh, a lot of times if you come on a Friday or Saturday, you're going to see two to three different beers from the time you get there to the time you leave, and that's really what we strive for. we got a unique system that allows us to brew two different beers at the same time and allows us to crank out that variety. So uh, what we brought today is uh, we've, we just opened up in October last year. Our tap room opened first of the year, and we've got to the point now where uh, we're starting to empty some of the barrels that we filled right when we started brewing last year. So uh, today we brought with a, a bourbon barrel vanilla mon. So it's a vanilla and cinnamon imperial stout aged in a barrel. Uh, we also have our rye barrel, Whole Lot of Wonderful, which is kind of our claim to fame. It's one of the beers that a lot of people got to know us from. Uh, I used to call it... Uh, uh, liquid mounds bar but we kind of got away from that when we opened the brewery but gives you an idea of what the beer actually is so uh, the rye barrel character really comes through in that one pretty solid uh, we also brought a uh, vanilla stout a rye barrel aged imperial stout uh, with vanilla beans that were aged in the barrel with with the beer and then uh, our strawberry rainbows which is a uh, lactose hazy ipa with strawberries in it so uh, for our listeners coming down for the first time what can they experience uh, just walking in uh, into our tap room well we we've, we've got it's a warehouse you know so uh we, it's pretty much what you'd expect but we we're pretty happy with the way we put it together uh, a lot of reclaimed wood we built the whole entire place by ourselves my my business partner built the bar with his bare hands my brother-in-law built the tables uh, so it's a pretty unique experience and just a nice wide open space uh, you know hanging lights out back and it's just kind of what you what I wanted in a tap room it's exactly what it is so you guys have some fantastic beers in a city that's really populated with really great craft beer. How does Little Beaver stand out being so new and kind of get themselves a foothold in this industry here? How do we do it or how are we doing it? Both. <laughs> uh, really, I, I guess what I would say is high quality product. And uh, I was a beer geek for many, many years before I opened a brewery. Uh, so I brew what I like and I, and I know what I like. So uh, there's some styles that you won't see us doing for a while. And that's because I feel if I, if I don't like it, I can't make it. Um, and so that's really what I'd say you know, makes me stand out or makes us stand out is brewing what we do really, really good versus just you know, trying a whole lot of variety of different things. So to wrap it up, with all the great beers being poured here today, what are you looking forward to trying? Uh, well, being situated right next door to microphone, uh, I can see at least three that I want to try right there. Um, I also, I'm always looking to try something new and unique, so I'm getting ready to walk the line here and see what people brought with, and uh, I, I get, you know, inspired by other breweries and stuff they do, and so I, that's really where a lot of my innovation comes from, is spark an idea from somebody else and just going with it. Awesome, man. Cheers, and uh, thank you very much for your time today. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, Alex and Andy here with the Tap Takeover podcast, and we're speaking with... Sean Burns uh, at Moore Brewing Company. So, Sean, you are a big man in town. Uh, <laughs> the, the henna has been a, a wild success. Yeah. Uh, what, what did you bring to, uh, to drink with us here at uh, Smells Like a Beer Fest? Uh, so today we brought, uh, we were actually able to get some, some barrel-aged karma, which was actually, it's, this is the first time we're releasing it since Fobab, uh, where we took Best in Show with this beer. Um, and then uh, DDH Loose Candies, which is kind of our flagship double IPA, if you will. It's kind of the most uh, well-received uh, IPA that we, we, we do at the tap room. So we're excited for, for both of them to be here. Hopefully everyone gets to try a little bit. I know it kind of went a little fast at, at Phobeb, so some people missed out. So hopefully I, I heard it was, yeah, it was get a, get a <laughs> second chance speed. today. Yeah, yeah. 
So uh, tell us about that tap room. What can our listeners experience uh, coming in for the first time? Yeah, so uh, we're, we're full full kitchen, um, and we try to keep as much beer on as possible. Uh, that's one, one issue that we've been struggling with that we've touched on a few times. <laughs> but, yeah, it's uh, it's a full kitchen, so expect to come in, get get a fresh beer. We always have some guest taps on, uh, and, then, and then, of course, our own food. We try to rotate our food menu. Um, just like our, our tap menu too. So. so we are here today for the huge epic release for Barrel Age Bean Spirit. Yeah, uh, you awesome. Really, you recently broke some news yeah. um, coming up during Chicago Craft Beer Week. Yep. Uh, can you tell our listeners a little bit about all that? Yeah, so uh, that was part of the reason why we were able to get some of the uh, Barrel Aged uh, Karma on because we, we racked a bunch of barrels last week or this past week. And uh, yeah, so, so we're going to do three releases, uh, one on Friday the 18th of May and then the 19th and the 20th, um, all different variants of uh, henna. Um, so yeah, we're really excited. Um, we're just kind of getting things all kind of geared up and in motion and kind of ready to go. It's going to be crazy, but uh, <laughs> we're going to try to make it as smooth as possible. So. Yeah. So with uh, with all the great breweries pouring today, uh, what which ones get you excited? What's, uh, uh, what I'm actually excited super happy that we're right next to Narrow Gauge. Uh, I haven't I haven't had a lot of time to walk around, but we're right next to Narrow Gauge, so I'm really excited to pick his brain and talk to him about what he's been doing down there. I know he's blown up with with a style that I love, the you know the hazy New England style, um, and I think he's he's doing them probably the best right now. He's, I'd, I'd put him up in the in the top top few in the country doing that style so super excited to have have him right next to us it's kind of cool well hey thanks so much and yeah. uh, we hope to come down and uh, do a full interview with yeah. you guys one time absolutely awesome thanks right. Ron. cheers B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. alex and andy here with the tap takeover podcast and we're speaking with pete faber from uh, barntown cody guyer from barntown and grant brower barntown so uh, tell us about the brewery and uh, tell us what you guys brought to, uh, to pour for us today. Uh, so we're in uh, West Des Moines, Iowa. We're a brew pub. We brought a couple New England IPAs. We have a double a New England IPA called Imaginary Time. And we also have Neon, which is a, a single uh, New England IPA. So uh, for our listeners coming down to your brewery for the first time, what, uh, what can they expect walking through the door? Uh, they can expect a lot of barnwood. They can expect a lot of IPAs. We have uh, 16 drafts that are on rotation uh, pretty much at all time, ranging from Goza's, Kettle Sours, and IPAs, and Gold Nails. Kind of run a lot of different uh, styles. And uh, with everybody, all the, the amazing brewers pouring today, what uh, what are you guys excited about trying? Well, I'm, I'm drinking the Barrel-Aged Hanna right now, so that's, nice. that's pretty good. And just honestly, I, I was in Chicago for a long time um, and had restaurants here, so I'm just kind of hanging out with some old friends, so it's kind of been nice to see some familiar faces. So. What you guys? What are you excited about? Um, I'm just excited about the festival and hanging out and just you know having a good time and drinking some good beer. Yeah, same here. Excited to try everything that these guys have to offer and maybe get some new ideas of my own. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks for spending a little time with us and uh, can't wait to come down and uh, try you guys out. Oh yeah, come see us. Awesome. Cheers. Alex and Andy here from the Tap Takeover Podcast, and we're speaking with. I'm Paul Kreiner with Noon Whistle Brewing. So uh, tell us about Noon Whistle. Uh, tell us a little bit about the brewery and what you guys brought to uh, try with us today. Sure. We're, uh, we're in Lombard, Illinois, so we're not too far away from here. We concentrate on a little bit of everything, um, hop heavy. Uh, we also concentrate on some session and some sours as well. So we brought with us today a uh, sessionable sour, black sour uh, with blackberries in it. And then we also brought our gummy apocalypse, which we just released uh, Thursday of this week. So, which is a New England IPA. 
So yeah, tell us about this uh, this gummy style that you guys have come up with, because it's it's in the tradition of the New England style, but it's a little different as well. Sure, yeah. Um, well, our grain bill is a little bit different with all of them. Our yeast that we use is a little bit different with them as well. Um, I do like a little bit of bitterness, so there is some, some bitterness in there, which is probably a, a little bit against uh, the traditional New England. Um, but that's what I like and what's what we like, so that's kind of what we do. Uh, but they're also very fruity, uh, fruit forward, and hop heavy as well. So awesome. Yeah. So uh, with all the great brewers here today, who are you excited to try? Uh, actually, uh, who we're next to? Narrow Gauge. Uh, I'm pretty excited. I haven't had much of their stuff. Also, uh, Second Shift Brewing. They do some phenomenal stuff. Uh, pretty much everyone here is is you know a great brewery. So we'll get around and we'll start drinking and have some fun with it. So for our listeners, uh, tell us where you're located and what they can expect. Why through the doors for the first time sure yeah we're in uh, lombard illinois so we're in between 355 and 294 so 25 minutes outside of chicago we don't have a big tasting room but uh you'll you'll be able to be right next to the brewing equipment when you are there um, we're a pretty open brewery you got to walk through through the brew house area and everything to get to the bathroom so you get to uh you get to see look and and, and, and look at everything don't touch anything but you get to you get to see everything so yeah. awesome well the music's starting so i think that means the festival's about to get going thanks for uh, spending a little time talking with us time to party cheers We're back here at Smells Like a Beer Fest with the Tap Takeover podcast. Andy and Alex here. And we have a special treat outside of the norm today for my usual craft beer podcast. We have the band from Smells Like a Beer Fest, School of Rock. And let me say, you guys are absolutely knocking it out of the park today. So just go ahead and introduce yourselves. Oh, thanks, man. Well, I'm Kevin Decker. I'm the music director over at the School of Rock in Arlington Heights, just right down the road. So it's really nice to be able to bring a group of our students over here to this pretty sizable local craft beer fest. Let me uh, pass the mic around to some of the band members. Oh, hi, I'm, I'm Spencer, I play bass. Hi, I'm Yannicka and I sing. I'm Liam and I play guitar and sing sometimes. I'm Joe and I play drums. I'm Xander and I play drums. I'm Zach, I play bass. So what does a foundation like this mean to you as running it and then you guys starting off in your musical career? Well, as a musician myself, I I really enjoy being able to help younger people find their passion in playing music. And this group of kids that we brought today is, I mean, you've seen them, it's, it's pretty clear. <laughs> That, that the passion is there, and uh, it's just a pleasure to be able to work with this group of kids. I don't know, what do you guys enjoy about it? So, I first joined School of Rock when I was actually in seventh grade, and I'm a sophomore now. And in the beginning, I was like a really like shy, kind of, I kind of strayed away from the class. But after I got on stage, it really actually helped with my anxiety, and I made some of like the best friends I could ever have. I second this. I've also made like friends that'll last a lifetime at the School of Rock, so. These guys are like my family. This is the third School of Rock I've done, and um, this community at Arlington Heights is like super great. I've been in a couple bands with these guys. Um, I, I just love the atmosphere. I love working with all these guys, and it really pushes me to get better as a musician. Um, I've been going to School of Rock for almost the past three years now, and like I, when I first joined, I was super shy and like didn't want to talk to anybody, but now like. I'm super outgoing and I have all these friends and it's great, we're all super close like family and yeah, it's just really cool to be around and it makes everyone better. Uh, I joined School of Rock about two years ago and when I joined I was like so much different than who I am now. I, I've grown so much as a person and as a musician because of School of Rock and I can't thank the instructors and the 
the students enough for that. I made some great friends and had some great experiences and I can't wait to continue my career as a musician. Well, one of the things I love specifically about doing School of Rock is that before doing any of this, we were just a bunch of suburban kids who like loved music and then we came together and we had a, a, jo like a joined passion for playing and listening to music that I personally enjoyed as well. So that was always really fun to do. Yeah, seriously, uh, between middle school, high school, you guys are out here melting faces. It's, it's amazing to listen to you guys. So you guys have been doing this uh, four years now. This has uh, been a collaboration that you guys have been doing with my microphone. So, uh, tell us about some of that experience, uh, what the last four years have been like for you guys. This is actually our, this group, this is our first time being here at this festival. Chicago School of Rock has been partnering with them for the past few years and uh, they extended the invitation to us since we're right down the road. But playing all these local festivals I think is just a really, it's a really great way to keep live music like in the community and keeping another generation playing live music out in the community. Because um, I mean it's it's kind of sad how easy it is to see uh, live music kind of start to die out from towns. It's just so easy today to just plug in and play from a computer and just kind of zone out. And, sure. But the entertainment's good to go for the next three hours. So it, it's just really, uh, really valuable, I think, to still have the live music performance experience. And it's, it's great that so many local spots like Microphone are, you know, they're valuing that just as much as they're valuing everything else that they're putting into something like today. Well, hey, we appreciate you guys taking a, a little time during your break. We know you guys are going to be back at it with some more music for the rest of the fest. But uh, thank you guys so much for uh, taking some time for us. Thank you. No problem, man. Sorry. Stick thank around. Alex and Andy here with the Taft Tagmore Podcast, and we're speaking with... Mike Lowacki from Windmill Brewing. Awesome. So uh, tell us uh, where you're located. Tell us about uh, your brewery a little bit. Uh, we're in Dyer, Indiana. We're about five minutes south of Three Floyds. Um, we focus a lot on New England's uh, milkshake IPAs, fruited Gozas, fruited Berliners. We have a small sour program going, and we have an extensive uh, oak fermentation program going on as well. For our listeners coming down to Indiana for the first time and checking you guys out, what can they expect uh, coming through the doors for the first time? There's a friendly cat that roams our tap room named Luther that <laughs> a lot of people love a lot. What are you guys pouring today for everyone? Uh, today we have Memes and Dreams. It's our 7% milkshake IPA with mangoes. Uh, we also have Mem de la Creme. It's our 9% double milkshake IPA with mangoes as well. We'll have uh, Requiem for a Meme. It's our 11% triple milkshake with mangoes. We have Barrel H40 Hulking Giants, which is an imperial milk stout that was blended between Journeyman and Four Roses Barrels. And later on, uh, probably in about 45 minutes, we'll tap Cerveza Muerte. It's a Mexican imperial stout with caramel agave, cocoa nibs, ancho chilies, and Mexican vanilla beans. That sounds amazing. It is. So, <laughs> with all the other amazing beers here today, what's been your favorite so far? There's a lot of really, really great ones. I honestly, I had a fruited Berliner from uh, St. Arant, which was out of this world. The uh, color on it was 
beautiful and the, the flavor was just out of this world. They're doing amazing stuff over there. So uh, we're here at the uh, Smells Like a Beer Fest at uh, Microphone Brewing. Uh, you guys have done a collaboration with Microphone. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we did uh, a milkshake. It'll be a double milkshake IPA when it's done, when it's released. Uh, it's going to have passion fruit and apricots in it as well. Well, that's fantastic, and uh, we can't wait to try more of your beer uh, once that goes on tap. Thanks so much for taking a little time to speak with us, and uh, we can't wait to come down and maybe do a full episode with you guys. Awesome. That'd be great. Alex and Andy here with the Tap Takeover podcast, and we're here with... Uh, Brandon Wright and Steve Wartendike from Workforce Brewing Company. Tell us about your brewery. Uh, what did you guys bring to uh, try with us today? And uh, just tell us a little in general about the brewery. Yeah, definitely. So we're a 10-barrel brewery uh, out of Plainfield, Illinois. Most of our beer sells out of our tap room. We don't really distribute that much, so it's fun to be out at these uh, fests. Today we brought toasted coconut uh, sleepy bear, which is one of our imperial stouts that we you know, toast shit tons of coconut and throw it in, which is awesome. And then uh, we brought another special beer. Uh, one of our customers is a maple farm uh, for producing maple sap for maple syrup. He gave us a bunch of extra maple sap that we actually used as our strike water uh, in our hot liquor tank for a brew. So it's a brown ale that is 100% done with maple sap. Then we added more maple syrup in the uh, the fermenter, which gave it this really nice, rich, deep character. So pretty pretty excited. That's very fun. That, that coconut is amazing. What what do you guys do with that one? Because it's coming off just perfect. So uh, we uh, move it from one from our regular kegs that have the Sleepy Bear in it, and we move it into a, a, a corny keg, a soda keg type keg, uh, with the coconut in it, and we leave it there for a couple days, and then we move it back to serve it. We do uh, toast all of our own coconut, too, so it's all fresh. Um, usually the coconut's applied to the beer within, like, one to two hours of it being toasted. Once it cools down, it goes straight into the beer, so it's really fresh. It imparts an awesome, nice, toasty flavor to it. Can you tell our listeners where you guys are located and uh, what they can expect walking through the door for the first time? So, yeah, our uh, location's in Plainfield. Um, we're just a little bit, like, two blocks east of the downtown historic district. If you come out of Chicago, I-55, you basically get off at Route 126 within a mile, mile and a half of the expressway. And then once you walk in the door, you'll be greeted with this warm, inviting tap room, all hand-built. Yeah, we actually have a homebrewing supply shop as well next door to us. We have a secondary tap room there. So we have a, kind of a couple different experiences when you, when you come out and check it out. So with all the fantastic beers here today, what's been your top three so far that you've tried? Oh, God. There's so many good beers. You know what? I always say the first beer that's the best is the one that's usually in my hand, uh, which at the moment I'm standing here and I don't have a beer in my hand, but you know that's always my favorite. You know, actually yeah, earlier we had some hotel lives from Hailstorm. That was amazing. But uh, yeah, Bearded Iris is rolling with some great beer. Um, more is always, you know, great. Uh, ton, tons of great beer floating around the fest. Yeah, there's lots of great beers. Standouts, Jay Wakefield. Yeah, that was great. Um, I had their stout. That was that was wonderful. There was a guava. I'm sorry, I don't have like all the. A lot of these beers I'm not familiar with. It, it is overwhelming. But there was a guava beer that was amazing that I had. And then it's always just fun to talk to all the people uh, side by side with you. Awesome. Well, thank you guys very much for your time, and we'd love to come down and get a full interview sometime. Awesome. Yeah, thank you very much. We'll see you soon. Alex and Andy here from the Tap Takeover Podcast, and we're speaking with... Lee and Tom from Outer Range Brewing Company in Colorado. Nice to meet you guys. So tell us a little bit about the brewery, and uh, tell us a little bit about what you brought to Port today. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we specialize in IPAs and Belgians. And we're located up in the Rocky Mountains in Colorado. 
We brought uh, an IPA and a triple IPA today. IPA is watercolors, and triple IPA is a collab we did with Innerborough out of Brooklyn called Mad Fat Steep. So uh, tell our listeners uh, what they can expect coming through your uh, your doors for the first time and uh, where you guys are located. Well, we're right up the I-70 corridor based out of, like, about an hour west of Denver, um, right in the town of Frisco. They can expect a lot of dogs, mostly. We're dog-friendly. <laughs> you know, we have an awesome atmosphere. We get live music going on time to time. And uh, you know, a board full of IPAs and Belgian ales, and you know, we just really support local. A lot of uh, a lot of traction coming through, like people coming through, like going through Casey and whatnot. And we have a good time. We brew a lot of fun beer, and we keep we keep innovating, so it's good. So uh, tell us about Microphone. Have you guys have some experiences with collaborations? What what brought you guys out today? Yeah, so the Microphone guys came through and uh, through to Colorado. We met them, had a great time. So. I thought it would be a great idea to do a collab, so we collabed with them at our spot um, out in Frisco um, for our year anniversary, which was just a couple months ago. We did a uh, birthday birthday cake IPA uh, called Cake Plastic Trees. Uh, They came out and brewed that with us, and uh, we just really like the guys, great guys, and the beers coming out of microphone are just super fucking great. And so we're really happy to have them, and we're really happy to be here and pour at the fest and just hang out with them. So while you've been in town visiting, what have been your uh, couple of favorite stops and what have been your couple of favorite pours at the festival today? Well, we've both been kind of flying in kind of short term, so we've been moving along. My favorite stop recently has been uh, the White Castle. You know, we live out in the mountains. <laughs> I, we don't have any fast food out there, so I, uh, I overindulged last night. It was real good. A lot of beers we had today. Uh, the boys over at Great Notion are doing great things. Um, really enjoyed the more beers as well. I mean, there's a lot of breweries that we, I, I haven't experienced as well that, I've, that have just been really standing out. So uh, it's been nice to see everyone kind of taking the New England style as well. as I mean, I've had some of the best barrel-aged stouts in my life here, like especially coming from those guys over in Moore. I mean, it's been awesome. So, yeah, I've been having a great time drinking some beers. So. It's one of the fun things about Beer Fest that, uh, you know, guys from different regions get to try different beers from other regions. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, uh, I hope you guys are having fun here, and uh, we appreciate you guys taking a little time to, uh, to talk with us. No, we're having a blast, man. We appreciate you guys as well. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, cheers. Cheers, guys. No.